0: spirit of the living god fall fresh on us we trust you right now we believe you right now that we won't leave here the same in the powerful name of jesus we pray amen 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 as we remain standing to our feet our scripture today comes out of judges the sixth chapter Judges 6 and it reads as follows starting at verse 11 the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abysrite where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianites when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon he said the Lord is with you mighty warrior. You don't mind? You just turn to about two people. Seriously, I want you to do it. I want you to help me. and want you to be obedient today. Just turn to two people and say, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Turn to at least two people now. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. I made a mistake, y'all. Y'all know how we do. We do one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. Turn to a third person and tell them right now that the Lord is with you mighty warrior hallelujah hallelujah i know youth church is going on i need somebody to make sure the students hear this as well that the lord is with you mighty warriors hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the lord and i would just like to use as a sermon topic today uh, the art of war the art of war. I've learned that preaching is kind of like going to the to the buffet. No matter how good the cook thinks the meal is, people can only eat so much. So don't worry, we won't be here long. Uh, because this is a good meal it blessed me and i pray that it bless you so whatever i've I've learned i'm gonna give y'all a little bit this week and we come back and get a little bit more next week that's way that way i don't have to deal with the side eye for looking at the clock amen (laughs) we won't be in here uh alone my sisters and um brothers i just really want to proclaim this over uh your life that there is victory for every war every battle every struggle that you may be dealing with in your life right now for whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish whatever it is that you're trying to birth whatever it whatever it is you're trying to bring into Fruition. This word says that there is a plan for your victory. Do you believe that? Uh, do you Do you receive that? I want you to talk to me uh, today. My, I understand that in warfare there are various types of wars, brother Joe. Uh, for as a matter of fact, one of my favorite uh, sayings is that politics is war. They say that politics is considered to be war without bloodshed because there is so much on the line when we think about war I want to paint a picture for you we think about armed conflict between a force of opposing forces seeking power or uh, control and and while there are different types of wars I really want to talk to the war that God has called you to deal with right now you you know if God has called you into battle because it's that frustration. Frustration point that you keep returning to is that thing in your life that keeps uh, uh frustrating you you know you have been called to battle because you keep seeing something it keeps getting on your doggone nerves and maybe 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 God is saying it's time for you to put your war clothes on I wish I had some saints that didn't mind putting their war clothes on uh this uh morning and God is saying that in order for you to transition from where you are to the place that he would have you to be he is saying that this means war when you tell the enemy that I'm not going to be depressed anymore this means war when you declare to the enemy I am going to bring this thing to pass that God birthed in me as a child this means war when you say that I am not going to be stuck by my strongholds I am no longer going to be possessed by my demons this this means war. I wish I had some saints that have helped me that you understand the impact of when you decree and declare the favor of God over your life. I, I wish I had some folk that would help me to understand that when you make a public declaration for God you live and for God you die, this means war. Is there any mothers out there who've decided you don't you you wish well for everybody's children out there but as for you and your house, are uh, you gonna serve the Lord. Do I have any fathers out there that said I've decided that I may or not be perfect in my ways but I must I've stood all I can stand as it relates to situations coming up against our sons and daughters and my son is going to make it my daughter is going to make it I want you to let you to know when you say that type of talk this means war my sisters and brothers I want to be honest with you it's war trying to be a pastor in 2021 it's war trying to raise children young and old cause some of us are raising the old children just like we were raising the young ones it is war when you're trying to change your mind and trying to think think things differently it's also war y'all when we step out on faith because people around you looking at you crazy when you decide to get out of the boat I wish I had some faith walkers who understood it was war when you got up and did what God told you to do it's war because we wrestle not against flesh and blood but the Bible says that we are fighting against what y'all spiritual wickedness in high places it's war because everything seems to be coming against you and if you stop It will overtake you, but I am so glad that we have a group of people today that is saying no weapon that is formed against me shall prosper. Your lying tongue that you speak about me, it won't work. I have come for war because greater is in store for me. We are at war because the soul of our nation is on the line. And I want to encourage you today that you don't have to be afraid when God has called you into warfare because victory is assured in the name of Jesus in a nutshell I want to tell you today that there is a path towards your victory in other words there is an art of war you may be familiar with a book by that title it's an old book uh, that reminds us that there are strategies in place there are plans in place there are people in place that will ensure you that you are victorious if you only follow the plan that God has set for you and I don't know what battle you came into, to with today I don't know what you're trying to accomplish today I don't know what you're trying to change today but God told me to tell you that there's an art to this thing oh yeah God said it's an art to it he said just give them a little bit of it and watch it change their life that's the challenge from the pulpit today I dare you I double dog dare you I triple dog dare you to take what I'm about to share with you today and apply it to your life and see don't it bless you and want it bless you real good as you see right here in the book of Genesis I mean the book of Judges we find ourselves dealing with the art of war watch this y'all I'm gonna be working out of Judges 6 and 7 so I'm gonna try to slow down because I get excited about the word but I want to make sure that you really catch this this morning so in the book of Judges we find ourselves in a time uh between the leadership of Joshua right y'all remember Joshua after Moses Joshua uh who had led the the people uh, of God into the land that was promised to them uh but this was before they would have kings so and so in this in between time some of us know what it's like to be in the in between in life in between Joshua and in between uh their kings that they were asking for there was a void in leadership you see this void in leadership caused the people to stray away from worship It caused them to stray away from righteousness. It caused them to miss out on the blessings of God. So Judges two verse sixteen says that the Lord raised up judges who would save them out of the hands of those that wished them harm. How did they get into harm in the first place? It's the pattern, y'all, that, that I be continuing to show us in Scripture over and over again. When, whenever they would get outside of God's will, the Lord would put them back into His will by essentially, uh, in a nutshell, how I want to say it, Joe. It was kind of like this. Y'all know how we do we. We want God to move in our life. Y'all know how we do. We want God to bless us. And and God shows us a path for the move. He shows us a a path for the blessing. But y'all know how we do. Every now and then we want to do it our way. Amen, somebody. And so when we get to the point where we keep trying to do it our way, God really just says it like I've said it before. He says, do you and good luck with that. And that's what happened in the Bible. He said, do you and good luck with that. And what happened was their enemy overran them because they started following their plan instead of God plan for victory and I want to talk to somebody right there before you fall asleep if you don't hear anything else the moment you decide to do it his way is the moment that you are gonna be blessed uh, but as long as you keep doing it your way I share it with somebody I love with all of my heart one of the most gifted individuals I have ever met in my life I told him after his last uh, defeat I said you are a victor in Jesus name but I'm gonna be raw and real with you. I hate to sound out preachy every time we talk I said but I'm gonna be raw and real with you. God is going to let you see the promised land, but you ain't never going to cross over until you do life the Lord's way. And I want to talk to somebody right now. You've been seeing the promised land. You see what's before you, but you're never going to cross over until you do life God's way. It ain't personal. It applies to the pulpit. It applies to the front row. It applies to the greeters. It applies to the streets. I don't care who you is. I don't care what you believe until you do life God's way. You will never experience the fullness of everything He has in store for you. Now I don't know about you, haven't you been struggling long enough? Aren't you in that place where you really want to do it God's way? Listen, it's a difference y'all. I'm not even necessarily talking about our vices all the time because you get to the point when you grow up, maybe you ain't wilding out like you used to, right? You, uh, you don't do the things that you used to do, but I want to talk to some saints. It's not that your behavior is bad. But you are so stuck in doing it your way that you refuse to accept that maybe, just maybe, God has a different plan. And until you accept, it's not that your way was bad. It's just sometimes our way is not God. And I just want some people to be in his will. Because that's the only way you're going to get what you've been praying for. And God told me to tell you, you're not a bad person. But it's time for you to do it. His yes, way. In the book of Judges We see a people who had gotten away from God and the first thing that we learn as it relates to the art of war Is the first point is this to win the war it requires good leadership to win the war it requires good Leadership. I'm going to say this again. To win the war, it requires good leadership. Remember, when Israel was suffering, God raised judges. These were leaders who were called by God to lead the people out of their situation, to lead them in the battle but 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 I want to help us to understand a little bit about leadership so how you can understand this can change your entire life. You see, uh, John Maxwell and others have told us that leadership is the ability to influence and that everything rises and falls with leadership. If you look at your favorite organization, Greek organization, uh, non-profit organization, church organization, for-profit organization, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Carolina Panthers, look at whatever you want to look at and you will discover something. Any organization that is doing well, you will find what? good leadership. Uh but any organization that is struggling, suffering or on the downturn, you will find a struggle where in leadership. John Maxwell said that. But on every organization, uh the lid on your organization is leadership. In other words, I don't care what you're trying to do, you can never go or grow higher than the lid that's on top of the organization. In other words, you can never go further than your leadership will allow you to go. I I'm going somewhere. God responds to a void in leadership who, uh, in the book of Judges uh, by assigning these judges who were spiritual leaders. They were military leaders and they were administrative leaders. Uh, the one thing that we learn about them quickly uh, is the fact that they didn't do it all. How many of y'all know that the key to leadership is not trying to do it all? As a matter of fact, I wonder what made you think that you was the best at doing it all anyway. No, the key of leadership is to be able to delegate but you got to make sure that it all gets done you see when we look in the book of judges there were about 12 leaders and all of them had different skills that they used to get the job done and I want to tell you something under the leader that under the judge that was in place at that time that dick how far Israel would go in that season I want to ask you a question right now who's leading you in this season I want to ask you a question right now where are you taking the people that are following you in this season where is your family going in this season where is your business going in this season where is your life going in this season everything rises and falls with leadership but I want to encourage some of you about leadership you see God used in the book of Judges a uh, 12 leaders and again I promise not to be with you long but I said I was just going to look at a few right before we get to Gideon and see how God uses different gifts and different leaders to accomplish his will. Listen, you are a leader just as much as I am but you have a gift that I don't have but there's a special unique gift in you that God has placed inside of you for a season such as this uh, that's why you went through everything that you've gone through for a season such as this it's about to make sense to you in a few minutes why you saw what you saw growing up it's about to make sense to you in a few minutes why you've experienced everything that you've experienced in this life because god said i was developing a leader in you for the craziness that would happen in november 2021 you don't believe me let's look at Othniel. Othniel was the first of the judges listed in the book uh he after eight years of bondage Othniel was raised up and what i like about Othniel. The first thing that they tell us about Othniel is not his resume, not his combat experience, not his administrative gifts. The first thing the book of Judges, the third chapter, tells us about Othniel is that the spirit of the Lord was on him. Oh, I get excited whenever I see a leader that has been dipped and that is covered with the spirit of the Holy Ghost. And I want to encourage the leader that's in you right now. You can't lead and be the change agent that God has called you to be without the spirit of the Lord guiding each and every aspect of your life. Uh, I wish I had some leaders out here who've discovered that your resume can't do what the Holy Ghost can do. I wish I had some leaders that have discovered when you don't have the resources, when the spirit of the God God is the spirit of the living God has called you to it, that same spirit will bring you through it. Is there anybody out here that does not mind praying because you know that God has called you to be a leader in your family. You know that God has called you to be a leader in your home. And you said, God, I don't know what to say. God, I don't know how to seek forgiveness. God, I don't know how to get him to forgive me. But Othniel says, you don't have to have the answer. All you need is his spirit. There's a whole song that declares, and it's in the scripture as well. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. Spirit, uh, saith the Lord. Don't you know a leader uh, that is filled with the Holy Ghost Uh, is a leader that can change the nation. Uh, But not only do we have Othniel, we have Ehud. And I like him uh, because perhaps he was filled with the Spirit as well. But the Bible shows us something else about him. The Bible says that he was a left-handed man. And I said, now why would the Bible go out of its way? All of the stuff that's left out of the Bible, why would it tell us that this leader was Left-handed, Well, it was because the assignment on this leader's life uh, would cause him to have to use a tactic uh, that had to be hidden from the enemy. In other words, because he was left-handed and he had an assignment to defeat an enemy, because he was left-handed, where most people would carry the sword on the right side, because he was left-handed, he was able to position the sword differently. So when he showed up to face the enemy, the enemy was looking for the sword on the spot where the right-handed people carry it. And they didn't see the sword and so they thought he was good Uh, but God was up to something in his life Uh, and because he was left headed he was able to pull out the sword uh, and subdue the enemy. Let's see if I can bring some application to that. Uh, What I'm trying to tell you is what is different about you is what will help you defeat the enemy. Uh, What is different about you is the same thing that will bless a nation. Uh, What is different about you will allow you to do what I feel couldn't do, will allow you to do what the other judges couldn't do. Uh, I need some leaders out there uh, that don't mind saying that I'm different uh, and I'm glad about it. Uh, Now what I need you to do is take your difference uh, and put it in the hands of the Lord. Lord, you're formed to shake me different uh, I don't know why yet uh, but there's something different about me uh God you gave me some likes that other people don't like uh, I don't know why yet uh, but there's something different about me uh, if you put what's different about you uh, in the hands of the master uh, and let him form you and shape you uh, sooner or later you'll be everything that God has called you to be uh, but not only was there Othniel uh, not only was there Ehud there was also also Shamgar. Now Shamgar was interesting as well. Uh, the one thing that we learned about Shamgar is the fact that he killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad. It's like an eight-foot-long pole uh, with a heavy end, and he saved Israel. Uh, so perhaps Shamgar was not as smart as the others. Uh, perhaps Shamgar wasn't as clever as Ehud. Uh, but Shamgar had a strength uh, that other folk did not have. Uh, I want to talk to some leaders out there uh, God is giving you some strength uh, that nobody else in your family has uh, the rest of the family has come apart haven't they the rest of the folk on the job are losing their mind aren't they but God is giving you a strength in your leadership uh, that the people around you don't have uh, God has blessed you with this strength uh, so that you can bring people out uh, because Shamgar strength uh, the book of Judges declared uh, because he was so strong uh, he was able to save Israel. I I wish I had some folks that God has strengthened. Uh, You are so strong. uh, You can save your family. Uh, You are so strong. uh, You can change your neighborhood. You are so strong. uh, You can be the difference. Uh, And certainly last but not least, uh, we have our sister Deborah. Now I'm grateful for Deborah because Deborah is the only female judge in the Bible. Uh, I'm grateful for Deborah because it kills the notion uh, that Women aren't leaders in the church. Uh, I'm grateful for Deborah because it kills the notion uh, that only men know how to lead. Uh, is there anybody that's grateful for Deborah? Uh, shout out to Deborah out there. Uh, you see, Deborah came uh, when she was in line. Uh, her gifts was not, she wasn't strong as Shamgar, uh, she wasn't left-handed like Ehud, uh, but she was a prophetess. Uh, she probably was the strongest out of the group. Uh, you know what a prophetess is. Is, don't you you see a prophetess or a prophet uh, is one that god has touched on the shoulder and said i'm gonna speak my word into your life uh, and this word that i speak into your life uh, it will come to pass uh deborah got a word from god uh, and she was more effective than anyone else as a judge uh, because she would hear from heaven and then she would make her move uh, i want to talk to some people right now uh, god is saying you need to hear from heaven uh and then make your move. Uh, when it came time to go into warfare, uh, there was an individual by the name of Barack. Uh, Barack came to her and said, "The enemy is coming against us." Uh, and Deborah said, "God has declared uh, that you will see victory." Uh, I shout out all of the Debras out there uh, who are declaring victory in your family's right life right now. Uh, Barack said, Deborah, that sounds real good. <laughs> I like the sermon that you just preached." Uh, but Deborah, I ain't going. In the war, uh, unless you go with me, uh, Deborah got on her war clothes, uh, she put on her combat boots. Uh, and I want to tell you that the word came to pass. Uh, Deborah led the people of victory. Uh, and I just want to talk to the Deborah's out there uh, and encourage you to keep speaking truth to power. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep speaking life. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep sharing the word. Uh, I want to encourage you to keep sharing devotionals. Uh, because what you are doing uh, is saving somebody's life Uh, but somebody say but uh, when it gets to the point uh, when your family won't go uh, when it gets to your point uh, when the men around you scared uh, Deborah put on your combat boots uh, Deborah get your war clothes on uh, because God has equipped you uh, to be victorious uh, in every area of your life Uh, do I have any Deborah's out there uh, that don't mind giving the next 10 seconds uh, of praise to God uh, because there's a Deborah in you Uh, I can't hear the Deborah's right now make some noise ladies Uh, if God is giving you the word uh, but he's giving you a sword uh, and it's gonna get better for you Uh, it's gonna get better for your family Uh, I can't hear you Deborah Deborah was a prophetess Uh, she spoke a word Uh, she proclaimed his word Uh, I can't hear you Deborah Make some noise, Deborah. Let the world know, Deborah. Decree and declare, Deborah, that there will be victory after this. Uh, God be the glory. And certainly, last but not least, y'all, we make our way to my main man, Gideon. I love me some Gideon. My boys are Jonah, Jacob, and Joshua. My wife threatened to put me out the house because like somebody got to be Gideon. She said that just ain't gonna look good on the kindergarten class roll, so we ain't going to Gideon. I said that's cool. Mom, Mama won on that. But I love me some, some Gideon. Gideon is one in the Judges, the sixth chapter that God has called, and he's called Gideon to lead. He's called Gideon because there's a problem in the land. Which brings me to point number two. Gideon teaches us some things that I want to share here in a moment in point number two. But Gideon is going to show us some things that every leader should have. Y'all, I'm stuck on this leadership. I promise you, I won't be able to finish it today. Won't even try. We're going to have a full-out Bible study on leadership developing the leader within each and every one of us when we go into 2022 because leadership is important but there's some things that God was looking for in all of our leaders and some things that he was looking for in Gideon that has to be found in us if we're going to lead our families and lead our lives to where God would have them to be God in this season is raising new leaders to deal with current conditions it's why it's on my heart God said keep going with your bible study but you got to train up some leaders because I'm raising them up because there's some things that they're dealing with in their family pastor Walt you don't even know about so you they may not ever tell you but if you give them some strong leadership principles they they can go home and they can turn around their family dynamic there's some things that God is looking for in leaders and and, and Bishop TD Jake's blessed me with, uh, with with a few of these that I that I will share with you briefly. Uh, he blessed me with the first three, and I added the fourth one on my own. Uh, Bishop TD Jake said that leaders must have IQ, EQ, and AQ. We know what IQ is, right? It's our it's the in, intelligence, uh, the intelligent quotient of us, if you will. In other words, when you apply for a job and they look at where you went to school, they're trying to figure out how intelligent you are, and it's important uh, for leaders to have and it's important uh, for you to be intelligent but I also would like to say that this is a challenge for a leader because as a leader if God has called you in to do something that you don't have the intellect to do man maybe God is not saying run away from it but maybe God is saying study for it maybe God is saying prepare for it is there anybody besides myself God has called you to do something and you didn't have the in- intellect for it God called you to be a lawyer God called you to be a doctor God called you to be a psychologist God called you to be an author and you didn't know how to do it but what you discovered was the power of study and I want to challenge somebody today to step your intellectual game what books are you reading in this season listen I binge watch Netflix too but gummit, if we gonna be who God has called us to be we need to have a book reading challenge because if you are going to get to the place that you have never been before it's gonna take another intellect that you ain't never had before I'm talking to somebody today because God wants you to do it but it's going to require you to study a different it's going to require you to connect with a mentor different if you really want to do it and make it happen your intellect has to change but but i liked it when dr uh, when, when bishop jakes got to the emotional quotient he said listen the problem is usually not intellect we can pick up stuff and we can read and a lot of y'all are naturally smart anyway but he said most leaders struggle with emo- the emotional quotient i said "Ooh, what do you mean bishop jakes he said well that's the part where people are smart enough but they're not emotional. Emotionally mature enough to handle it or y'all seen them in meetings before as soon as it doesn't go their way uh, they start to pout about it as soon as it doesn't go their way they take their ball home and go and play somewhere else as soon as it doesn't go their way they get angry about it as soon as it doesn't go their way they get frustrated about it God is saying I've called you to it but it's going to require you to gain some emotional maturity because if you don't gain some emotional maturity you're not gonna be able to handle the load that I'm gonna put on you you've been praying for greater but are you emotionally mature enough to handle greater there's an art to this thing and the art of warfare is leadership and I'm trying to help some leaders out here to be more intellectually in tune to what God has called you to do to be emotionally prepared for what God has called you to do but Jake's also said there's an adaptability quotient I knew exactly what he was talking about when he talked about adaptability so you see, adaptability on the mission field, we have a term that we use, y'all. It's called positive flexibility. When we would go on mission trips, y'all, by the time we got to about that fourth day, for the, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell y'all what would happen. By the fourth day of the mission trip, it's hot over there. You done been bit by mosquitoes. The food ain't American and you over there struggling and you ain't blessed and highly favored no more. You're a little sweaty. You're a little stinky. You don't like her. She don't like you. And usually by the fourth day of the mission trip, somebody trying to move some furniture that's why we do devotions every night you know i say that in a silly way but the reality of it is is when god has called you to greater is going to require you to have the ability to adapt to any situation. And there are too many people, under the sound of my voice, God has called you the greater. He's saying you are the leader. You have the intellect. You're going to go emotionally, but you got to learn to adapt. Everything is not going to go according to plan. The art of warfare, every leader has to know that everything ain't going to go according to your business plan. Everything ain't going to go according to your resume. Every relationship ain't going to be a white picket fence and, and three little kids and all of that stuff now some of us gonna come up on the rough side of the mountain but the question of leadership is can you adapt to it what happens when you do everything that God called you to do you eat good you had a vegan Thanksgiving ain't had no turkey or nothing you done ate good and did all this stuff You go past the wall over here getting it in it ain't doing nothing I'm supposed to do but suddenly you're doing it the right way and care to hit your body God said can you adapt to it the art of warfare is the ability to adapt to any situation. And there are so many leaders that you're not adapting as the world is changing. You're not adapting as your family is changing. You're not adapting as everything around you is changing. It's the church of God in 2022. Uh, not, not the word because the word never changes, but it's the church of God in 2022 and adapting to the situation that we're currently facing. Last but not least, this is one I threw in here. I said there has to be a a discipleship portion of this. Certainly, there's there's the emotional, there's the intellect, there's the emotional, there's the adaptability, but it has to be a discipleship portion of it. Discipleship is a fancy church word, but in a nutshell, this is what we're trying to get across to you, that you have to be disciplined in your faith walk. You have to be intentional about your growth with God. You have to be intentional about having a deeper understanding about how God moves still in mysterious ways you got to have an an intentional purposeful method if you're going to be who God has called you to be what's your discipleship plan for 2022 what was your disciples plan for plan for 2021 how did you stay connected to God how did you grow and, and how are you making sure that you're becoming stronger because the closer you get to what God will have you to be I'm to tell you something, the attacks get heavier. The closer you get to the mountaintop, the enemy is doing everything he's trying to do to make sure that you don't ever reach the mountain. I want to remind the mountain climbers, your discipline, your your discipleship is what's going to get you to the top when everything is coming against you. And I want to encourage the mountain climber today because God has given us one by the name of Gideon. And Gideon today blesses us. And I won't be able to with you about 10 more minutes because I said it's too much and I'm not going to try to rush it but Gideon is one that God has called into leadership you see Gideon had some of these principles that I laid out for you there we are in uh, Judges the sixth chapter uh Israel once again y'all has done evil in the eyesight of the Lord and now they find themselves in seven years of bondage under the power of the Midianites. And it was like seven years of oppression and, and, and seven years of struggle. And, and they, 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 the Israelites had gotten to the point that they stopped fighting. Yeah, they stopped fighting. They had gotten outside of God's will. They had tried to stand up to the Midianites, and it wasn't working. And they stopped fighting. I want to talk to somebody right now. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. Don't stop fighting. They've been fighting and they've been praying. And they called out to God. And God heard their cry, which is God's pattern. Which is, I want to remind somebody right there. That even if you're out of fight, you can still call on the Lord. They did all the fighting that they knew how to do. And so they called on the Lord. And the Bible says, this time, God tapped a new judge on the shoulder. And his name was Gideon when he tapped Gideon on the shoulder Gideon had some questions first question God had, uh, Gideon uh had for, uh, for for God and around verse 12 was a simple one uh, first God commands Gideon I need you to go I'm calling you you're going to defeat the Midianites and this angel tells Gideon that the Lord is with you mighty warrior the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Uh, I, I told you that. Remember that the one of the arts of warfare is is, is godly uh, leadership. But the second thing that you got to remember is that the Lord is with you. Uh, do you receive that? Do you believe that no matter what you are facing that that, that God is with you? That, that And I know that sounds like a simple concept but there are so many times when we go through life circumstances and situations when we get that call on Monday morning that changes our entire existence that we stop believing that the Lord is with us. It was not by happenstance that the first thing that the angel said to Gideon was that the Lord is with you. He not only did it tell him that the Lord was with him he told him that he was a mighty warrior that's why I had you to tell three people today that they were a mighty warrior and that God is with them because when God is with you one of the principles of warfare is that if God be for us what does that mean y'all who can be against us uh, and I just want to encourage you today that no matter what God has called you to uh, if God is for you uh who can be against you uh And uh, of course Gideon had some questions because Gideon is raw and real. He said, God, I hear you say that you are for us, uh, but why have you allowed the Midianites to take over us? Uh, God, I hear that you say that you are for me, uh, but why is my relationship going so bad? God, I hear you say that you are for me, but why is my family struggling in such a way? God, I hear you say that you are for me, but why is bereavement still taking over my mind? God, I hear you say that you are for me uh, but why is my life not getting any better God I heard what you said on paper but I ain't seeing it in my walk uh, Is there anybody that don't mind me in real uh, you are just like Gideon God I hear what you're saying uh, but I don't see the results uh, I want to tell you something God is not upset or offended by those type of conversations uh, he says Gideon I want to tell you something uh, point two is simple that know that I'm with you uh, but point three helps you to understand something, uh, because this is what Gideon was doing. Uh, Godly, uh, in order to to be successful in warfare, it requires godly leadership. Uh, In order to be successful in warfare, you have to remember that the Lord is with you. Uh, But in verse 3, point 3, the last one uh, is what Gideon was trying to do. Uh, And this is where I'm going to hang my hat on today, and we're going to be done. Uh, If you are in warfare, if you are trying to be who God has called you to be, uh, we must learn to seek the Lord for for peace and assurance even when problems persist. Uh, If we are in warfare and if we're going to be who God has called us to be we must learn to seek the Lord for peace and assurance even when the problems persist. Uh, In verse 13 of chapter 6 Gideon is talking to God and he's saying I don't understand God Uh, we've been in a struggle and I don't understand why I'm here Uh, but God says something to Him in verse 14 uh, that blesses me, and I pray that it blesses you. Uh, After Gideon had all of these questions for God, and God explained, It's not my fault that y'all in this situation, Uh, y'all decided to do life your way. Uh, And I said, Good luck with that. Uh, But but because I'm a God in grace and mercy, uh, I am a God of peace. Uh, I'm going to help you to have peace, Gideon, Uh, and what I have called you to do. uh, I want to talk to somebody right now. Uh, You know, God. God has called you to have a difficult conversation. Uh, You know God has called you to make some stuff right in your life. Uh, But God says he's going to give you peace uh, to do whatever it is he's called you to do. Uh, So the Lord turned to Gideon. Uh, He says, go in the strength that you have uh, and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Uh, He says, am I not the one sending you? Uh, Go in the strength that you have uh, and save Israel out of Midian's hands. Uh, Am I not the one sending you y'all didn't hear me Uh, go in the strength that you have uh, and save Israel out of Midian's hands Uh, am I not the one sending you Uh, let me see if I can help it make sense Uh, the first thing God says to Gideon uh, is that I've given you enough Uh, that's why you've been through what you've been through Gideon Uh, that's why you've seen what you've seen Gideon Uh, I've given you enough Uh, I've trained you Gideon Uh, you are prepared Gideon Uh, go forth in Gideon and do what I call you to do Uh, and that's what I want to talk to you and tell you right now Uh, God is already giving you what you need uh, to save the situation Uh, God is giving you what you need uh, to turn it around Uh, but he doesn't stop right there Uh, he says am I not the one sending you Uh, I am sending you not with some power but I'm sending you with my power and I want to talk to a leader out there uh, that has been called in the combat. Uh, I want to talk to a leader out there uh, that's been called into a tough situation. Uh, God is sending you uh, not with some power uh, but in his power. Uh, But now it requires faith. uh, An art of war. Uh, One of the principles of warfare uh, is that you got to believe in things uh, that you have not yet seen. Uh, Gideon had to believe uh, that he could defeat the Midianites if he was going to move. Uh, The reason some of y'all hadn't moved yet uh Because you don't quite yet believe uh I wish I had a few people uh You said you was going to be different today uh You said you weren't going to leave out of here the same uh Well, all God has said uh Believe me for my work's sake uh Gideon, you saw me bring your people out of Egypt uh Walter, you saw me bring you out of bondage uh Tiffany, you saw me make a way uh Joe, you saw me move a mountain uh No! <laughs> you saw me heal the land Uh, if you don't believe me for nothing else uh, believe me for what I've already done Uh, I wish I had a few people uh, that was raw and real like Gideon Uh, but Gideon was like us y'all I wish that was it for Gideon Uh, and I could close right there Uh, but Gideon said Lord uh, I hear what you're saying uh, and it sounds real good uh, but Lord my tribe is the weakest Uh, I'm the least in my family Uh, But God said it again He said I'm going to say it one more time For the people in the back I am with you I am comforting you I know who you were when I called you I knew your trial was the weakest but when you get this victory you won't be able to give glory to your family you won't be able to give glory to your resume you won't be able to give glory to your strength you'll give me all the glory I wish I had a few saints that have been on the battlefield a long time and the last victory you had you gotta to testify to somebody that if it had not been But the Lord on your side uh. Tell me, uh, where would you be? Uh, you see, what Gideon is trying to get y'all, uh, it's the same thing I want you to leave here with. Uh, Gideon is trying to get some peace. Uh, there are some people that are trying to get some peace uh, about the purpose that's before your life. uh there are some people trying to get some peace uh, about what God has called you for. Uh, y'all, are some people trying to get some peace uh, about what God has called you to. Uh, Gideon is questioning God uh, because he was up at night uh, trying to figure if God had really caught him uh, Gideon is trying to get some peace uh, Because if he made the wrong move uh, His whole nation would be lost uh, And I want to talk to somebody uh, That you need peace uh, About the situation uh, You need peace about understanding uh, That you're about to do the right thing uh, I want to tell you uh, That the peace of God uh, Which surpasses all understanding uh, Is available unto you today Uh, that's what Gideon had to learn Uh, every time God told Gideon uh, I've called you to this I'm going to walk you through this Uh, it was a promise of God's peace Uh, and I'm praying here today uh, that you leave here with the peace of God uh, which surpasses all understanding Uh, I pray here today uh, that you leave here with your worries uh, and your burdens laid down Uh, I pray here today uh, that if you're going to go into warfare you got to be at a peace about the assignment if you're going to go into warfare you got to be at peace about the assignment peace comes when you know and you have a blessed assurance that you are going to see victory well the pulpit declares sleep good tonight baby rock on the slob at the mouth because god has said there will be victory Because he has promised victory. You can have some peace. Is there anybody here that wants peace? That surpasses all understanding. You've been in a storm too long. You've been in a struggle too long. And if you're going to bring your family out, it requires peace. So my request for you today is before you leave this place, my request for you today is before you leave this place ask yourself this question what has been disturbing your peace then ask yourself this question how much longer are you going to allow that to happen if you believe that God has called you to lead your family if you believe that God has equipped you If you believe that God is walking with you, if you believe that you are built for this assignment, and if God says you will see victory, shouldn't you leave this place in peace? If you really believe that, I want to take the last 30 seconds and just allow you to reflect on that. What has been interrupting my peace? Because if you're going to win, if you're going to see victory, It comes through the peace of God we saw that on the cross didn't we it was not that Christ was not disturbed in his humanity about the assignment that was on his life but even knowing what was before him when his time had come he faced that skull shaped hill known as Golgotha with peace that that old skull shaped hill and that old rugged cross would not be his end he still had some struggles didn't he when he was on the cross he cried out my God my God why have y'all forsaken me but his last statement before he gave up his spirit was a statement of victory he said I've completed my task I've done what I came here to do father into your hands I commit my spirit you know why he was able to do that because he had peace about the call he knew That even though it was Friday, SM Lockers used to say it like this, It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. That's what I want to tell the leader in you. I know you've been dealing with Friday. You've been dealing with your own version of crucifixion and your own version of struggle. You've been dealing with your own version of being doubted by some of the same people that supported you. But SM Lockers said, it's friday but sunday's coming and i just want to encourage somebody today that's in their friday don't give up it's friday but sunday's coming think about it when i listen to that old sermon and i hear sm lockers walk through it in my own mind i started to think about saturday because truth of the matter Saturday was worse than Friday you see Saturday is when the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians that that Christ had to uh, 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 descend below in other words he had to go through hell to get us to where he would have us to be so Friday was bad enough but then he experienced hell on Saturday I want to talk to somebody as you say listen pastor I'm past Friday I'm in that hell on Saturday even though you may be experiencing hell today It may feel like Saturday, but your neighbor about to tell you there's another day on the way. What day is that, y'all? Sunday's coming. And we know that the art of war is to have peace no matter the enemy, no matter the situation. When you have assurance of your victory. And Christ knew that he had to experience Friday. He knew he had to experience Saturday, but he knew that Sunday... Sunday was coming. And for those of us that are believers in the most high, we believe that on early, old people say, early Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. Restoring power, renewing power, way making power, healing. Reuniting power. Don't you know that because of Sunday morning is why we are here today. It's why you have access to the Father. Because it didn't defeat him. Just like it won't defeat you. And I want to encourage you today to have peace in the middle of war. Because even though you may be on Friday or Saturday Celebrate God because I know Sunday's coming for you. Sunday's coming for your family. Sunday's coming for your children. Sunday's coming for your situation. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. The door to the house of God stands open as we.